This is the Scoop for Thursday. I'm Lisa Marzilli with the WMNF News Headlines. Residents got a chance to weigh in on how $50 million in funding associated with the historic gas plant district redevelopment should be spent during a meeting last night at the St. Pete Coliseum. As WMNF's Josh Holton reports, affordable housing was the top concern of the nearly two dozen people who spoke during public comment. In addition to the new state-of-the-art $1.3 billion baseball stadium for the Tampa Bay Rays, the project has intended to mend broken promises made during the construction of the current stadium, which displaced a community of black homeowners who say they never realized the promises of prosperity. Queen Harris is a U.S. history teacher at John Hopkins Middle School and is concerned that any potential benefits may still be out of reach for many residents. Right now, you know how many people are homeless right now or they have to live with family just to make ends meet? It's difficult. So I don't feel like this is for the benefit for the people. It's probably for people that have money. We're trying to get there. Yes, generation and wealth. I'm agreeing with that, but we don't have it yet. Under the plan, 1,200 affordable housing units are part of the new Ray's Hines proposal with half of them located within city limits. Tampa Bay Rays President Brian Ald called this an opportunity to honor the legacy of the gas plant district. It's going to be the most affordable housing to come online in St. Petersburg uh, that any other project has done. Um, Again, we don't expect to be able to solve all these major issues, but we can put together a model development that's got a little something for everyone in the city. Dylan Dames is with Faith in Florida and said the problem is the expectation of turning a profit with affordable housing rather than offering it as a necessary public good. We need non-market housing solutions, so we need to be putting up affordable housing that's actually at the benchmark where people can really afford it, right? So even though they have, you know, 1,200 units with 600 of them being on site, even though those are rent restricted, they're not rent restricted for people making less than $20 an hour, which is the majority of like my service industry friends, right? That's baristas, you know, some like public school staff, even a lot of the black seniors we organize that are either on fixed income or, you know, just haven't really broken through in the economy. Those are the kind of people that Faith in Florida represents, and those are the kind of people we want to see units go up for. About 300 of the units will be available for about 60% of the area median income and another 300 for 80% of the area median income, which is roughly forty dollars to $70,000 annually for a family of three or four. The public will have opportunities to share input online with the Community Benefits Advisory Council by filling out a form at stpete.org slash gasplant. The next in-person meeting will be January 9th. For WMNF News, I'm Josh Holton in St. Petersburg. A federal trial and a constitutional challenge to Florida restrictions on such things as puberty blockers and hormone therapy for transgender people began yesterday in Tallahassee. The first witness, the mother of a transgender girl, testified that her 12-year-old daughter was identified as a male at birth but diagnosed by a pediatrician with gender dysphoria at the age of four. The girl has not started treatment with puberty blockers but has received care from endocrinologists as the family prepares for the next step. The mother testified that her child has never wavered from who she is and that her life would be turned upside down if she was denied treatment and forced to be someone that she's not. 
Florida has fined a Fort Lauderdale high school for allowing a transgender student to play girls volleyball, violating a controversial law enacted by Governor Ron DeSantis and the legislature. The Fairness in Women's Sports Act bars transgender girls and women from playing on public school teams intended for student athletes identified as girls at birth. The Pinecrest Preparatory School in Fort Lauderdale fired Dr. Maha Amasri, a Palestinian-American, on November 19th over what the school claims were hateful and incendiary Instagram posts. One post was a graphic that disputed the ongoing conflict did not start with the Hamas attack on October 7th, but in 1948 with the Arab-Israeli War. Another made reference to Gazan women having to deliver by C-section without anesthesia. Al-Masri told Local 10 News that her posts weren't meant to offend anyone, but merely to shed light on the humanitarian crisis happening in Gaza. It's going to be partly sunny and windy today with a high of 75. Windy and cool on Friday with highs in the mid-70s and a 20% chance of rain. I'm Lisa Marzilli with the WMNF News Headlines. This is The Scoop, recorded at WMNF Tampa. 